0: I'm Siege Tentenko, Puma Podcast,
1: and I'm Francis Ochoa of Inquirer Sports.
0: You're listening to Teka Teka Balita para sa mga huli sa balita. In this special series, we bring you stories from the Tokyo Olympics. Francis, welcome back to the Philippines.
1: <laughs> I'm home.
0: <laughs> How was the trip home?
1: The flight was um, cool. Um... I was with the flight that had Nesty, um, Yumir, and Carlo. And the PAL crew served champagne to everyone in the plane and then nag toast sila for the three boxers. It was, it was really a cool moment and uh, it was a great flight. <laughs> The health protocols were kind of strict at the airport, understandably strict. And everyone um, went through it without any complaints at all. Very compliant. Naman it was overall a great trip, a great Olympics, of course. And um uh, memory I'll cherish forever.
0: For sure. Of course, this is memorable. Not just for you, but for the entire country. And that's why I want to start with this. Before the Olympics officially kicked off, you had a feeling that this year was going to be different. That this year was the one where our athletes will bring us medals, plural. And you said this in one of your articles for Inquirer Sports. And you were right. You called it. So what gave you that premonition?
1: It was more than a premonition. If you really looked at the delegation that we sent, this was top-notch. We had actual world beaters in the lineup. You kind of got the feeling that this was too talented a delegation to come home empty-handed like we used to. They were well-trained. They were surrounded by the right people. They were very scientific about their approach. They were very cerebral about their approach. A lot of people opened their wallets really for this delegation. So it was like everything was coming into place. Um, Anyone who's covered sports since 2019 kind of had a feeling that this is where we were headed.
0: But you said that you got the sport wrong. So what are your initial predictions?
1: I was looking at Carlos Yulo and Yuka Sasso because he was a reigning world champion. Plus, he was really doing well in the lead up to the Olympics. There were some judges that were saying that all he had to do was just finish his routine without a mistake. And he would have been through to the final already. Yuka naman, nandun siya sa range ng golfers usually go on these hot streaks. So the Olympics was within range of her good performances eh, coming from the US Women's Open. So those were the two that when you look at it, you would really have an easy time making an argument that they would be winning the gold. Turns out, it was Hidelin who won the gold, Carlo Paalam who came really close to making it two golds for the Philippines.
0: So let's zero in on Carlo Paalam. How close was that fight? Because before this call, you were saying that people don't realize just how close it was. Yeah,
1: oh my gosh, it was so close. That was really, really close. When he was knocked down, you could sense a palpable gloom among the Filipino journalists. And then the scores came out. It was all 10-9 in favor of uh, Great Britain which for us was good. It was a knockdown, so the judges had every right to give a 10-8 score to the British fighter, but they gave him 10-9s, which meant that Carlo was pretty much in control of the first round except for that knockdown. Right off the bell, he was actually the aggressor. He was really the one connecting. He was delivering the scoring punches. Talagang he got caught with a 1-2 that even CFI, the British fighter, said he was actually surprised. That turned out to be a knockdown combination, no? the jab straight hook. People will probably remember that fight for the knockdown and say, Wala, talo talaga, na knockdown. Eh? But if you watch it, this was really a fight that could have been won if he had just been able to clinch, if his momentum was moving forward instead of backward. From where I was sitting, it was a very winnable fight for Carlo.
0: What do you think Filipinos can look forward to in Paris?
1: 90% of this year's Olympians are like very, very young. no. All but one participated in the Olympics for the first time. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's only Nesty and Irish who will be in their 30s for Paris. No, The others are still very young. No? You have EJ, you have Yulo, you have Kurt Barbosa in, of Taekwondo. They're going to be better. Whatever you saw from them in Tokyo, they're going to be better in Paris. Confidence is high that we can maybe match or even do better than what we did here in Tokyo. As long as the support continues in the same way, kailangan yung support ah, manggagaling sa simula pa lang ng program. Like, from the start, bino nila yung Team HD. From the start, they gave the the boxers, the psychologists, the nutritionists, and everything that they needed. So, kailangan ganun ulit yung Olympic cycle na to. we can follow the blueprint that gave us all these medals in Tokyo.
0: A lot of things to be proud of a lot of things to look forward to that's all for this episode of teka teka again i'm siege Tentenko, puma podcast and
1: i'm francis ochoa continue following teka teka for more context on the news and for more of your sports fix follow us on inquire sports digital and online thank you so much for joining me at the Tokyo Olympics
0: And thank you for sharing all these great stories with us This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Carl Sayat Maraming salamat po